Ampot Quarantine Podcast. Here we'll be listening to the perspectives of 14 strangers from seven countries who found themselves unexpectedly quarantined together in a small town in Cambodia. We'll share their experience together and explore how a global catastrophe can turn a motley crew of travelers into a family. I'm Nathan Tim, and once again, Welcome. 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 Welcome to the Campod Quarantine Podcast. Again on Campot Quarantine Podcast. I'm Nathan, and my guest today is Frank. Frank, what's your last name? Uh, Nichols. Nichols. Frank Nichols. And where are you from, Frank? Duluth, Minnesota. Minnesota. All right. So, what brings you to Cambodia? Warm weather. <laughs> yeah, I guess Minnesota's pretty cold. <laughs> Very cold. Yeah, yeah. All winter, nine months, ten months. Yeah. In fact, they're having a big winter chill right now. Big storm. <laughs> It's May 15th. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't sound fun yeah. at all. Uh, what's your travel experience been like during this uh, global pandemic? Uh, well, my basically, I've been just staying here. So I haven't really traveled at all. I've been staying in Kampot through the whole thing. And uh, these, di- these days, I just I don't really travel a lot because I, I, I just like being in one place that's nice and I don't like to go off. I did four or five years of traveling around the world and... Uh, Tired of bus stations and tired of train stations and tired of airports. Yeah, yeah. After a while, sometimes you just feel like chilling for a bit. Yeah. Sometimes longer, sometimes less. Yeah. 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 But when did you arrive in in Kampot, in Cambodia, specifically? Uh, Three years ago. Three years ago? Yeah. Yeah, three years ago. Yeah, I was going to Bangkok because I'd been going to Thailand for three years. and uh, But the plane ticket to Thailand uh, was... Really expensive, and there was one to Camp or to Phnom Penh for three hundred and forty dollars. So I came there, and then somebody told me about Campot, and so I came here and ended up in Da Vinci's uh, restaurant, and they told me about Campot River Bungalow and Mama. And so I came here one day, and I never left. <laughs> when I came in the door, when I walked, came in with the tuk uh, tuk. Mama was here, and she'd never seen me before, and she came up and she said, "Welcome home, Papa." <laughs> that's the truth yeah yeah cool so, right. I stay here because it's really nice here you know? yeah. what, what were you doing before Cambodia like, oh in America yeah just everywhere oh I'm retired so I have no plans for working just uh, not having to fight the weather in America I think maybe I have a couple more years left <laughs> All right. 72 you know 72 so yeah. you're just living it up while you can and yeah I don't have yeah. to uh, I'm lucky and real lucky, but I work all my life too, yeah. so I'm reaping the uh, benefits of retirement. Would you really say that you're lucky, or you just put yourself in the right circumstances? Oh, I, I made it happen, but I mean, it's still you know you can't be guaranteed anything. Absolutely, that's and, for sure. Uh, no, I, I I'm not a person that really plans everything, but I am kind of anal about planning. It's like I don't like to go someplace where I end up. I'm, I don't want to be there, you know. Yeah. And so far, I've only been wrong a couple times. And Kampot, I'm not wrong about Kampot. 
So what are your plans after everything opens up? Are you going to stay in Kampot? Are you going to go anywhere else? Go back home eventually? Yeah, I'm going to stay here and put an addition on my house. Yeah, I'm sitting here on Frank's front porch right now. And he just got an update, actually, because we had a big storm and it basically blew a tree over onto it. And we all cleaned it up in a day and they fixed it up in two days. And he's got a really sweet porch right now. <laughs> First yeah. time I've been on it. It's like, damn. Oh, oh yeah. No, you know you know why I stay up here a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, you're living the life. Yeah. I see your new collection of plants. and You just had to do something because the trees are gone now. Yeah. yeah, you can see it. They're broken off there. They took all my cover away when the storm hit. Frank is my next-door bungalow neighbor. I uh, sit in my hammock, and I look over, and I <laughs> cheers him in the morning, or we share a... A joint or something yeah. <laughs> from afar. From afar. <laughs> Have you learned anything new or experienced uh, anything new or insightful during your time in the, the quarantine here with us? I've met, <laughs> I've found out that people have lots of different reactions to things. You know, some people thought the quarantine was bullshit, you know, and some people thought it was very serious. I took it very serious because I'm of the age group that was the critical age group that was getting hammered really hard, you know. so. For me, uh, I obeyed the rules. We all stay here. There were people that didn't, and uh, it became some uh, intense discussions, and uh, resulting in some people had to leave because they didn't believe, and they were endangering everybody else. But for the most part, we all talked about it together before we ever said something to somebody. But uh, yeah, I don't understand why some people just totally disregarded disregard other people's safety you know is a camp hut really it, it was the virus ever here i don't know never really saw anybody uh any funerals or anything so did we quarantine for six weeks for no reason uh i think cambodia went self-quarantined at the very beginning early and i don't think the government even told them they had to go home but i think the whole country just went home and I think that's why uh, in Cambodia you didn't you didn't get the outbreak like everywhere else. You it's know? true. Yeah, it was very minimal here because yeah, as you said, the Cambodians are very smart. They yeah. they didn't need anyone to tell them what to do. They no. they saw the world burning around them and they said, well, mm-hmm. let's uh, let's take some measures beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, and very I, th- I think people. a lot of that has to do with um, their history and Pol Pot and the, the older folks especially remembered, you know, and. Yeah. Uh, I, well, very few of them are left. Well, yeah. 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 Not too many old folks here in Cambodia, for people who no. don't know that. But oh, it was sure. it was interesting to see all the people uh, in their own way get together. Because I, I think here in the quarantine, there were maybe, what, 18 of us? So somewhere between 15 and 20. 20 yeah. yeah, at different times. And there were basically three different groups of people. And... Uh, with different ideas. <laughs> it was uncomfortable for some people. I mean, it was a period of a week or two that uh, there was a lot of drama. There was a lot of, there was shouting. There was, uh, but nobody physically got into it. But uh, uh, yeah, we all really had to get to know each other, understand each other's perspectives. But I think everybody that did stay, we've really gotten to know each other. I mean, oh, really? Of yeah. course, we're all people. We. Yeah. randomly we'll have a little argument here and there but that nothing really big but yeah I think we've really no. come together in this time for sure yeah I do believe so too yeah yeah no I think it worked really good you know once we got it settled down and you know people needed to leave in the quarantine to go to the ATM or something because it came so fast you know but most of the time people uh, you go to town for an hour come back wear your mask 
try to be, uh, you know, social distancing and things like that. And I think for the most part, everybody did that, yeah. And I have to commend Mama, who owns the place. Uh, she took a big hit financially by shutting down because she was in the peak of her season. She was full every day, turning people away, and then all of a sudden, boom, yeah. And then her money went from a lot of money to no money in a hurry, you know. And I think that was a uh, very uh, brave move on her part to do that. It seems like through the whole thing, uh, her place has been fairly popular anyway, and, and you know hasn't been empty like a lot of places. True. Yeah, there's a a, a strong sense of kind of I would say family here. Mm, yeah. Uh, Mama and her family are very accommodating, very sweet. Yeah, easy to get close to and get to know. Yeah. Like they, yeah. They aim to please, and it's more than than just like a you know a, a customer, yeah. uh, shop owner relationship. It's that's why I stay here. I mean, it's a mom and pop. You want a party, you can go to High Tide or you can go to Kenny's Corner or wherever. And uh, but I wouldn't prefer to stay there. Yeah, definitely, I agree. What's your favorite part about? Kampot or Kem or yeah, Kampot specifically. Why Kampot of Cambodia? Yeah, why, why do you like it here so much? I love being on the river. There's really, uh, it's not what I would say like probably one of the biggest tourist destinations or anything like that, which I don't prefer anyway. But it has a good mix of people, from older people to younger people. If you need, if you're a person that loves uh, food and restaurants, I think you can find whatever you want here. Definitely. Yeah, there's some really great food here in, yeah, yeah. in Kampok. Yeah. Cambodia in general has, I think, very good, I guess what we consider Western food, but also good Asian food, and the local Khmer food is delicious too. Actually, you know, uh, Cambodia was a, a protectorate of France for a number of years. Uh, yeah, but they, they tell they, in the architecture and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the reason why they can cook such a very good Western food is because they, yeah. they've been accommodating French expats for such a long time. Yeah. Uh, but the biggest difference between Cambodia and the rest of the Indo-Chinese, uh, French-speaking South Asian, Southeast Asian countries, is Cambodia was actually a willing protectorate of France. They actually went to France and asked because they needed the help. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think Vietnam and some others, they were a bit more forceful, but Cambodia was like, man, we need help. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have any words of wisdom or uh, a general philosophy for travelers that you'd like to share? Well. If you're going to be traveling and you're going to new places, uh, get there in the morning. Yeah. And so you can get your room. Don't come in at 10 o'clock at night, 11 <laughs> o'clock at night. And, yeah. and get rid of two of your bags. You don't, you don't need a, you don't need a gunny sack full of fucking things, you know. Yeah, whatever you sure. want, you can go buy in town. You can buy your toothpaste or whatever you need and clothes, you know. But I see so many young people come with 50, 80 pounds on their back and it's like, it's too much. Why? Yeah, I got one backpack and yeah. it's a little heavy, but it's got all my basics, the yeah. most basics. And yeah. A couple pairs of clothes. Yeah. It's everything all... else I can buy when I'm around. I don't yeah. need to carry shampoo or anything like no. this. No, 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 you don't need to do that. You know? So pack wise. Well, I would say, yeah, pack wise, you know, get there earlier in the morning <laughs> so you can get your room and relax. Be ready for the fact that uh, you're going to meet people from everywhere in the world and they're not all going to think like you do. For sure, yeah. And if you're, like for me, I'm from America, so I only speak my my one language. And uh, to be, a lot of the time, uh, I don't understand 80% of the conversation that's going around me. Sometimes that's frustrating, but for the most part, uh, in fact, the first 
first uh, time I came to Thailand five years ago or six years ago, uh, I was here for quite a while and I, I just had to leave because I couldn't understand anything anymore. I, just, yeah. I got too much, I had to go home, you know. No, I, I don't go back anymore. I sold my house, so I'm going to be staying here in Cambodia for till it gets to where I don't want to. Yeah, and so you're I, just you're here for I'm now. Here, I could be here for 10 years or two years or tomorrow. I don't know. Obviously, I'm settling in, you know, the way I'm working on my house. Yeah, yeah. you definitely don't seem like you're going anywhere anytime soon. No, I, <laughs> if I go somewhere, it's going to be, I'll be pushed out or something. I, I have no desire to go anywhere right now. You're 72, you said, yeah, Frank? Yeah, I'll be 73 in June. 73 in June, wow, yeah. pretty soon. Yeah. You're a Cancer, yeah? I am. Yeah, yeah. Sagittarius cancer. Rising, Sagittarius Ascending, so. Sagittarius Rising, ah, hey, you know what? I'm a Cancer and Sagittarius Rising. Come on. Really? Well, wait, no, yeah. I'm a, a Cancer Sun, yeah. Sagittarius Moon. And then I think my first house, the rising, is Scorpio. Ah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's pretty similar. Yeah, yeah, you're like homebody, but you're a party body. A little both. Yeah, it's like I definitely like, you know, my space, my yeah. solitude, yeah. but, you know, I do like to go out. You see me randomly, even if I'm not doing anything, I'll be out there with the, the people, just to be with people. You know? Yeah, yeah, you have to have a little social interaction. Yeah, absolutely, that. for sure. I'm not one of those people that... I don't need to talk all the time, or I don't need to be around people all the time, but it, it is, you have to have a little bit of interaction, you know? Yeah. One thing you'll find here is with travelers, uh, there always is going to be a group of three or four that will talk all the time because yeah. they need to talk, and they aren't going to listen to you or anything. <laughs> They're just going to talk. Yeah. And it gets a little aggravating, but... I just tune it out, you know. If you're not listening to me, I don't talk to you. Yeah, it's got to be a two-way street for sure. It's got to be a two-way street, yeah. Otherwise, it's just kind of an ego battle, and it's not very fun. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so at 72, about to be 73, do you have a life message or a life philosophy that you would want to, even if it's just something small, anything, what, what could you really tell us about life? Not just traveling, but life. Wow, I don't know. That's a pretty big question, but I would think that... Uh, the way I try to run my life is uh, try to be honest, try to help people once in a while. Don't get taken as a sucker too often. <laughs> Open yourself up. Because when you meet people here, sometimes you'll see a person and you take a first impression, like a profile or whatever. And, but you can be wrong many, many times, you know. So have some patience with people. You know, be brave enough to go do something once in a while. Take, and I used to take and uh, uh, always canoe one new river a year. Just once a year, get in a canoe and go for two days and try something different, you know. Yeah, don't be afraid. Try to be on time. <laughs> Maybe don't, don't, don't try to organize tours with five or six people because <laughs> then you have to all get together and decide. Try to be honest. Try to be honest, yeah. Try to pay your bills. Find a new place to canoe. Yeah, find a new place to canoe, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm really, I like my boat that I got. I haven't had a boat for 50 years. And, it's very nice here, yeah. And uh, haven't been up to the rapids yet, which is a whole day trip, I think. Something to shoot for. Yeah, we'll get there. We went to the sea the other day, but no, we were going to go around the island and uh, ran right into a sandbar and, and algae bar and got trapped at the mouth of the river. All the sand is there and everything. And I think you really need to know where you're going. And again, plastic wrapped up in the propeller all the time. I hate plastic. But from everywhere, you know. All right, well, thank you, Frank. I really appreciate you. 
Yep, you bet, Nathan. This is Nathan saying goodbye from the Campot Quarantine Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Campot Quarantine Podcast. And as always, a big thank you to Campot Cambodia and Mama and her family, and everyone at the Campot River Bungalows. We love you all. Until next time, stay healthy, everyone. <laughs>